Trash. Trash. Walkie Talk, thank you so much for being on the show. How have you been? Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> Uh, I've been, I've been, I don't know. I haven't even used the internet. It feels a little, it's, it's really cool to be into this world again and see how far you've come. <laughs> oh, well. I, <laughs> how I'm, far I've gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah. I mean, we, we've been, uh, we've been working and grinding. I mean, that's the thing that I love about you is that you, you, the grind never stops for you. You're always putting out new content. You're always you know, writing or doing something, you offer a lot to your fans. And um, it's just, and, and of course, you have such a unique approach to music. And, and I, 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 I don't know you that well, but I know you, I feel like you have a unique approach to life as well. And I don't know, it, it's just, it, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for letting me. I was just saying, just, I, I don't like the internet, but you make me like the internet. <laughs> like, how cool is it that we can be these cool friends and we've never even, like, seen each other for real? I know. I, the internet's a cool place to make that happen. So thanks for having me back. It is, oh, of course. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, so you, you're, you're, not, you're not happy with the internet. What, what aren't you ha- – what, what did the internet do to you, Wonky Tonk? <sighs> Do you know I live in my own world and the internet is definitely a place that blows that up pretty easily. Really? Because it's the window to the whole world. Oh, it's yeah. fine and beautiful, but it's kind of um I have to siphon it or else it's just like way too much. Just way too much. Yeah. So I don't prefer having just these conversations. So it's really nice to use the internet to have these siphoned conversations and then whatever we talk about, then it's like, oh, have you heard of this? Did you talk about this? Then I can use the internet to find it. But mm-hmm. if I'm wild in the internet, I'm drowning, you know, yeah. so much. What is it about it? I mean, is it just, it's just like sensory overload or it's just bad news or like, I, I'm just, I'm curious what it is about it that's just too much for you. I feel like, um, I'm such a sensitive person. You just kind of open yourself up to everyone. It's like being in a giant, like in a club 24-7 and just feeling everything all the time. So mm. it's, it's just that, this this part. And it's, and it's often a lot of people talking and not listening so well because it's not really made to listen um, unless you enter into these moments. Right. So just that. It's not been as terrible as I'm saying, but no, well, I, I have been disconnected. Well, it is as terrible as you say. <laughs> it is a horrible place. I mean, it really is sort of like um, it really is affecting uh, people, and it seems to be affecting a lot of people in a negative way. Um, it, it really does seem like whether you're comparing yourself to some, you know, IG model, or if you're or if you're on Facebook and you're seeing your neighbors going on vacation, looking happy, and, and, and you're maybe prone to loneliness, or, you know, you like to be to yourself, that could, you know, that causes some, that can cause real harm to people. And it really is affecting children in, in, a, in a terrible way, whether it's young boys with the pornography, or it's the young ladies who are, 
you know, have that th- that they're bringing self esteem down and and trying to obtain like and, and you know the filters with the faces you know and and like the, they there's filters that make your lips look full and your cheeks look perfect and like you know there's young ladies out there who are like I can't look like that it, it's like it's like you know when Photoshop came around and magazines were still the the way that people sort of consumed entertainment and music, or, or not music, and, and news and, and information, um, that had a lot of effect on people as well. You know, airbrushing, uh, you, you know, just making people look better than they actually do. Um, that had a big effect on young people. But now it's so, it's just like, it's right on your feed, it's in your phone, you know, it's in your pocket, it's in your hand all the time, you're constantly seeing it in your face. And it's such a, it does seem like it, it is harming these kids. I mean, it, it's, I mean, not to start out all bummer it out, but like, you know, the, the, the fact that there's young children taking their own lives right now, um, is, is a very sad sentiment and you know I, I there, there's a lot of evidence pointing to the internet and you know social media specifically <sighs> definitely I think but taking that out of the boomer realm of just like one of the things I've been trying to do in my life is weave and so you take something like the internet and you weave it into your real life and mm. you and instead of putting your life into avatar world that might not necessarily be avatar, but internet just perfection filter world with this kind of thing where, where there's a lot of cool stuff going on. I remember, I mean, big time. I grew up in super duper, mm, not, not the greatest realms. And I remember that television was the only thing I, that I swear saved my life because it was a window into a world that existed that, it didn't, it wasn't like this was an ideal. It was like, oh, there's something other than what I'm doing. Hmm. And that, that really helped me to, the, I mean, even just like, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air going to college yeah. <laughs> or something where I was like, what's college? I wouldn't have ever known a lot of things on how to operate in life had it not been for television. Yeah. And at that point, I think there's probably a little bit of how the internet is and we just have to weave it, weave it back and forth. Mm. But that being said, the internet for me, especially in music, because people always try to put me in music, musician world. And I'm just like, that's not what I'm doing. I'm, I, I, there's n- I love music, but you put me in that world and people are just going to give me this befuddled look every time and it doesn't feel good. And the internet's hard like that because once it gets like a tag, it's like in this space only and it's hard. It's hard. So I just kind of have disconnected in order to figure out how to weave in my own life before I get back on the internet. And then I was like, ah, Mike, he's somebody that I feel comfortable on the internet with. It's like, thank you for being someone I can be like, hey, you want to talk? Because this is a safe space. It absolutely <laughs> is. Yeah, woo! Yes, indeedly, doodly. Um, no, that that's beautiful. So, so I mean, like, you, you're still, you know, putting out content once in a while and you're using it as a sort of a, um, you know, as a medium for you to share your art with the world. Uh, so how have you sort of regulated your your relationship with 
you know, internet and social media, what, what sort of, what sort of steps have you taken? Oh gosh. Um, these are, that's a great question. Thank you. I think mostly I'm such a, uh, I'm a cool Turkey kind of gal. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's just like, just, just cut it out. And then when you start to need it, figure out what it is and choose kind of like when you go on like a, food detox you know like cut it all out and then you add one thing at a time and you don't realize like holy shit that twiz i don't know not twizzlers i learned that twizzlers had gluten and that blew my mind but (laughs) uh, you know you find a particular food and you're like this is the reason i've been feeling so shitty all the time i had no idea and so to pinpoint what it is about the internet that i don't enjoy and it's kind of like i love it to learn but i don't like it to um, it's one thing, like I announced that I was retiring wonky tonk. Right. And that was mm. sort of the last thing that I said about the, on the internet. And as I found that like wonky tonk has become my superhero woman, but the internet is a whole different animal and sort of like to people are not hungry for, it takes a while to chew things, right? And we don't have time to chew. And so wonky tonk is a is like, you got to chew on that shit for a while. Uh, and so recognizing that, then I'm like, all right, well, what does, what, how do you, I don't know why I keep doing this, but I'm doing it right it's now. okay. We can um, see you doing it. So it's nice. We, you're, you're expressing yourself. It's fine. It's a circle. I'm in a circle. We've been doing these meditations that are, is this meditation of like focus. So I think maybe that's what it is. But the steps that I took were cold turkey and then just sort of thinking, you know, what, it, what does the internet want of these things instead of trying to throw like, well, if I put this out here, maybe people will understand and then not feeling understood and then feeling more shitty because my art didn't do what it was supposed to do. But instead creating more um, visceral relationships in my my real physical life. Mm-hmm. And that's caused me c- cutting out the internet and sort of putting out content in that way for right now. Not forever. There's a shit ton in the, like, ready. We just have to open the door. Mm-hmm. So it's about listening to where where that is and how which door to open so they can all have their best life. But... But internet-wise, I'm just like, I don't even really need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. Because I can talk to people. And then it's just like, you. eventually then it's like, how do you fashion? It's a different medium. If I'm trying to sing a song, I'm not going to bring a pen and paper and that's it. You know, there's only so far you can get. It's the wrong instrument. I think right now I realize that instrument the internet became the wrong instrument for what I was trying to do for right now. Hmm. And so just be like, all right, I'm switching instruments for a while, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's all. There's those steps of sort of reframing. We talked about that last time. I think a lot of reframing can't yeah. remember exactly what it was, but it's re- being a, I'm recalling seeing your face and talking about that. <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta do that every once in a while, right? Like you can't just yeah. stay in the same groove forever you start making a rut and then you're just sort of stuck in it and then it doesn't feel good i I feel you though i mean like i kind of did that with live performance because i was grinding so hard you know with just gigging all the time and 
and then the pandemic and all that shit. And then I really fell in love with, you know, the pod doing, I mean, I've always liked doing my podcast, but like, I've actually fell in love with, uh, you know, Twitch and, and, and growing the show and, and making it, you know, something more and, and constantly trying to build upon it. And I was just realizing that live playing live is just, it's, it takes a lot out of me. And, um, and I, I just I, d- I don't have that much energy to to expend. So I've, I've sort of cut it out, and I've been sort of turning down projects. You know, I, like I still play with my wife, and and when we do stuff, but she's slowed down a lot too with that as well. And and it's been really nice. It's been nice not to have to like you know hustle and bustle and go out to you know be at the club until two in the morning and wrestle your shit out at. And, fight through the drunks and <laughs> just the whole thing so i definitely feel like that that reframing thing is is something that needs to happen um you know everybody needs to take that it's funny that life sort of forces you sometimes to reframe don't you think like sometimes you just gotta like like you you, you got to or else that's like if you don't reframe we'll, we're gonna burn the whole painting which one you want <laughs> <laughs> right right for real yeah yeah we so like you you said you retired the wonky tonk or you're going to what 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 uh is, is that still something that's in play right now are you still going to retire the wonk i was thinking when i said it what an interesting word to use. Mm. You know, it's not like I'm quitting wonky tonk. It's that I'm retiring wonky tonk. And then I was like, is that really what I want to do? It's like, there are people that come out of retirement all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many goodbye uh, farewell tours have like the Stones done or like Bob Dylan right. or something, right? It's like, we're going to say farewell yeah. this time. A couple years later, oh, fish. Like, we're done. Farewell. Hey, guess what? We're back. Farewell again. You can do it as much yeah. as you want. I, I mean, that's the good thing about life is that you, you, especially your own creations in life, you can always come back and revisit it. It doesn't have to be anything. Nothing's finite. Art doesn't have to be finite or done a certain way. And, you know, or, or, this is the rules, right? Like, these are the rules. I have to follow the rules. It, it's just, it's not like that. It, the, the beautiful thing about art and expression is that there is no fucking rules and you could do whatever you want as long as you're doing it with passion and you're not just sort of half-assing or calling it in. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people is that they, again, get sort of stuck in ruts and, and, and then it turns into sort of a, a hindrance more than an expression of, of, you know, love and life. Right. I think there's a, I'm really into the word ritual hmm. and, and it's such a, also I'm just saying I've been waiting on a FedEx package and it might be this, so I might have to run. But That's totally fine. Know. Do your thing. Real life is real. It's real, baby. <laughs> this is real. We're out here doing it, living it, breathing it. This is how it is. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think retirement is is important. Like sometimes you just have to be like, enough is this cold turkey thing again, you mm. know, where you just like I'm like something's got to change, and 
it's not, I've tried to be changing it in motion with what we're doing, but it's not working. So right now I just have to be like, I got to hang that suit up and look at it from afar. Like, mm-hmm. what is that lady doing? <laughs> but in that way, also creating, we've been talking about it and I'm creating an my new wonky tonk is Major Darlin. Mm. And Major Darlin is Wonky Tonk's Ziggy Stardust. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's a whole other world. I think it's him. Hold on. Get it. Sorry. You can talk about something. <laughs> you can talk about something. Oh, yeah. No worries, Naders. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I'll talk to you later. You're probably not here. This is real life, y'all. We got dogs. We got FedEx packages. We got retirement. It came. It came. Let's go. What is it? Can you tell us? Yes, it's a cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Did you lose your cell phone? This is, this is, I'll just tell you about it. Um, I, I had my phone and it got ran over by a car. And somehow, only only the camera lens busted, and the camera still works all right. But it, Apple, in its great capitalism, created the whole back of it, the thing. So if anything breaks, you have to replace the whole damn thing. Uh, and luckily, not luckily, Apple Care, you can do it. So I just had to mail, I had to fill out some shit and pay $100 and the... So they sent me a whole brand new phone and I just give them my old one. So, but it's been stuck because it got stuck in the uh, ice storms. And so uh. it's just been stuck in Pennsylvania for days. And the FedEx was like, I have to sign for it. So I've been waiting to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. You know, this is real life. This is how we're doing it. And sometimes your yeah. phone gets ran over by a, a car or a truck or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> the 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 cold turkey thing man that's those one of the that's one of my strengths that i really like about myself is that i'm able to sort of step away from something although right now i'm really trying to get better at my my food health like i'm back into like weight training and and you know cardio has always been a constant for me but like ever since i started cooking for at the at a retirement home um, I've been, I'm just eating everything, just every fucking thing I make. It's like, I don't know, cooks, I, I, we have plenty of, of healthy cooks at our job, but it's just, I, I gotta slow it down. So the hardest thing for me to do is like, I was able to walk away from drugs and alcohol, cold Turkey, you know, I've, I've been able to, you know, I've been able to quit pornography, cold turkey, although I'm not doing so great these days. Uh, but, you know, I've been able to do all these things very much cold turkey. And and uh, I don't know. I feel like it's it sucks for a while, but, like, your body gets used to it. And, and you start sort of creating new patterns, right? Like, you create new patterns in your head and you're able to you know, navigate that after a while. And, and after a while, it doesn't become a problem at all. You're not thinking about it. You're just, you're just going and, and, and all the benefits that come with it. Uh, I, I know it's not easy for everybody, but it's definitely one of those things that, 
I feel like if you can do that, you should. I mean, except for alcohol. I know alcohol, for some people, quitting cold turkey will actually kill them. But still, the the idea of just quitting things cold turkey, like the internet, like I, I can I, I feel like the internet has such a has such a hold on me. I don't know. I mean, I could do it. I know I could do it, but it's just I. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> like thinking about it makes me fucking anxious uh, is there anything else that you've ever had to co- quit cold turkey besides the internet oh gosh <laughs> everything i've ever done <laughs> <laughs> well I mean, I mean you know it's, yeah i mean it's, you want to expand on that <laughs> a little bit i think sure. i think some things i think the reason i do things cold turkey is that I am, I've been calling it lately that I'm Charles Darwining myself. (laughs) And so I'm just like taking notes and singing songs and listening to those songs and going, huh, I had no idea you felt that way, Jasmine, you know, and, and learning to listen a lot more um, intently at what I'm doing and mostly unconscious, which is beautiful when you're an artist because you get to go back and sort of listen to the things that fall out and then learn from them. And I think the cold turkey happens is that you, you know, I mean, if you've quit, quit anything, you've been thinking about it for a while. And sometimes I'm just like, I would much rather gather all of my things, um, whether they be physical or not, that, that are, that are my guides or my help. So I'm just like, I'm ready. I'm ready to quit. So when I quit, I'm going to have all of the resources I possibly need. And, and then some, and a lot of times I don't have them all, but I have like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to fucking do it. And so I got to have my cabinet stocked with whatever, or when you're doing a detox or your instruments all around and nobody else, like the, to set yourself up. That's one thing I've been learning without the internet. And just in my life is that it feels hard, but really all we're supposed to do is create the conditions for us to succeed, right? We don't have to do the succeeding, but we create the conditions so we can. So set yourself the fuck up. So when you do, so you can quit cold Turkey in certain ways, like, and, and when you do that, you're quitting because you know, you need to for right now. And there's an intention there, not just, Oh gosh, this is bad. And I know I shouldn't do it and I should do something else, but I don't know what that would be. It's like, you got to know what that next thing is so you can quit and move on. Mm. And a lot of what's happening is that's causing me to go backwards in a lot of cool ways, like not um, not falling backwards, but going back to sort of moments that I might not have done so well in quitting or leaving. And these things that are five years old, 10 years old songs are sh- coming up that are just like, wow, what a cool moment and a portal in time to then of like the lessons that I almost learned. And I just needed a little bit from now to go, oh, now I can close that door and move the fuck on. Hmm. <laughs> right? Like it's a it's a weaving. But I think that quitting cold turkey is more of um, not so much of a sever, but it's like an energetic like oomph. it's the Sonic the Hedgehog. It's the gold thing that makes you go faster. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like this gives you that little extra energy so you can freaking believe to do it. 
But food-wise, you should at least just drink more water every oh. time that you're yeah. eating all those things. Like, just chug, make yourself chug a glass of water every time you eat, and then you're going to be like, oh, I'm not <laughs> doing oh, this no I, more. I drink a lot of water. <laughs> I don't drink, like, juice or anything. Like, it's, like, the only thing I drink. And, like, sometimes I'll drink a Diet Coke, but only only because it gives me a, a buzz and sometimes it's nice with like disgusting fried food but uh the thing right yeah. now is sugar and like that's the biggest one right like i, I i'm just ugh. and and for me i've always had a problem with weight so it's um so it's like one of those situations where i i like to go in and food is like a very comforting thing for me and and you know, like eat your feelings. That's me. Uh, I'm, I'm great at it. I can just sit there and eat the shit out of my feelings. Uh, but it's it's not healthy, and I don't like it. And I don't like growing out of my clothes. I don't like that I came here from California. You know, a certain weight that I was. You know, not even I wasn't even happy with that weight. But it was like the best shape I've been ever in my entire life. Just to sort of let myself. Um, you know, get back to something I didn't like. And it's just, it, it's, it's, uh, it's that time, you know, it's the time to, 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 to stop doing it. So I haven't been eating sugar. Um, I, you know, it, it's been like a few days, you know, I'm a few days in every time I'm like, okay, I'm done with sugar. You know, they'll, I'll have a day off or a weekend off. And I'll be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going in. Yum, yum, yum. Um, so it, it and it doesn't help that I work at like a very nice place yeah. where I have like lots of good and decadent food around me at all times. It's like you know, it's like trying to quit crack, but you're working at the crack house or something. You know, you live in a crack house and you're trying to quit crack, and it's just it's hard. It's hard. It's not. It's not a great way to do it. But the only difference is that food is 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 uh, a necessity. Crack is not a necessity. Food is. Crack is not. Uh, so I, uh, it, it's this thing, you know, I've always struggled with it. It's just one of those situations where you, I, you got to take control and, and, you know, by living in this area of the world and are you still down in, in Kentucky? Are you still down there? I mean, so, yeah. so, you know, we're not too far from each other and y you know how it, well, the, the thing about Kentucky, you guys got like mountains and shit down there. So it's nice, but we, but up here in Toledo, we have uh, we have straight flat land and the and it's just cornfields as far as the eye could see and it's just not very inspiring to get out and walk and stuff or or doing that. But I have a gym. I live in an apartment complex that has a gym on site, which I've used. Uh, but now I'm actually really using. It. It's just it's hard for me to like get it moving all the time because i just i, I want to be dormant i like being inside i don't like going outside i i, I don't want to go anywhere i just want to stay home and you know i go to work i come home and i do work from home so it, it, it's i don't know this this part of the world um creates a space for people to 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 balloon <laughs> But I, I don't know. I, I know that you're like a very, you're pretty health conscious. Yeah, Father Novice. You're, you're health conscious. And you have you always been that way? Have you always been someone who's been very much, you know, concentrating on their health and, you know, being healthy? Hmm. Yeah, that's ever since I was about 12 years old, definitely. And mm. you know what that was? The gift of the Internet. <laughs> that helped me to be... <laughs> 
surreal. I got to learn about all kinds of shit. And it's when I learned about just factory farming and hormones and food additives and yeah. just sort of the state of the world in general. And that was before our shit hit the fan big time. Yeah. You know, I don't even know what we're eating now, but <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been a necessity because as a as a me and as a woman and in the world the I think I grew up my dad very much like if there's something wrong with you, you go to the doctor, you know nothing. Like the doctor knows everything and those doctors put me on all kinds of things that hurt me even more. Mm. And it just became this perpetual state of sickness and harm. And so having to learn about my own body and about health and what feels good. And I'm in that place right now. I mean, it's been a hard fuck. Like when we first met was right when I got back from Ecuador and, Mm. um, and I feel like my life has been, not on pause, but in the in the weeds and in the roots and in the mud and dealing with a lot of knots and undoing them all. And, and it's not pause. My life has definitely not been on pause, but it has been not my own. Hmm. And so for the last two years, I'm, I've not been very well in, in all those things. I'm in that s- similar space as you. I even wrote it down. It's like no more refined sugar whatsoever. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just feeling the different because being like I've been having headaches lately and I, I had a little bit of sugar I can't remember from what I put it in oh lemonade and I started having a huge headache and I just like you know what maybe this is it like just give yourself a week and see if that's a headache because it's totally worth not eating that sugar if you're not going to have a fucking headache every single day that's blinding yeah. who knows but it's hard. It's hard to get the momentum going. It's. Mm. I mean, you'll think about a rock or, you know, start your car. First gear is fucking the hardest gear, man. Like, you got to get everything just right for it to get going. Yeah. But that's why That's why you just you, you got to gather all the tools and then believe in why you want to start moving and just, like, keep, keep going, keep yeah. going. So then it can start rolling. Because even then... When it's rolling doesn't mean you have to stay in that. You just use that momentum to then do something else. You're allowed to change once that happens. Hmm. It's just like, but it is. This this part of the country is fucking brutal. <laughs> it's absolutely brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It really is. It, it it it's one of those places, man, like where you know, like it it just it affords people the the space to especially in the winter right like especially right now where we're uh it's 19 degrees out right now for me and and for for our friend uh bon bon our our your lady friend bon bonnie it's negative 41 degrees where she's at in canada so like you know when the when the world freezes over and literally is trying to kill you uh, by stepping outside, you really your 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 stagnation is something that's sort of forced upon you. So it's it's like you got to keep yourself moving. And and man, this winter has been just it, it hasn't been brutal as in weather wise, but just the season. Uh, it, it's just been a sad season for me. Just you know, just problems with family and stuff, and and just. Yeah. That that shit just brings me down so hard. So it's been one of those like you, you know how it starts, right? Like you you get into the the cycle, and then you're 
you're sad and then you, well then and then of course me i'm just eating my feelings and then it, it, it just keeps snowballing until it ends up you know until you you either submit or you say you stand up and you say hey no fuck you you're not gonna get me this time motherfucker you know like if, which, where i'm at right now is like I, I was just like no no i'm done i'm gonna start doing squats okay motherfucker i'm gonna start bench pressing again i'm gonna fucking uh, i'm gonna do the uh, you know like i'm gonna move my body and like get it back to to where i was and because because i know i can i've done it several times and it, it, it is possible to do it and it's just it, it was just been a dark winter for me but it, i don't know how how's your winter going is is there sunshine i, I know you're talking about quitting refined sugar but like you know has everything <laughs> been okay for you i mean how you been feeling like you, you oh man know. well this is I mean, shit's been rough. Yeah. My my mom is now a felon, so oh. that's very exciting. Oh. <laughs> and and there there's like um a thousand other things that are heavy and wild and what the fuck. Yeah. Um heavy and wild and what the fuck. But I know we're, I'm just listening to you talk and I think just jumping into our reframing for a second, sure. it's like I think part of the momentum and why it's hard to start things again to begin again to begin again and to begin again because we're always fucking beginning again god fucking damn it can't i just like do this <laughs> it's like no like this is what we do i mean that's it, there's seasons for a reason it's like we have winter for a reason and we're allowed to have that in ourselves but to not get stuck there yeah. but i think you you just even saying like i want to get back to my bot like the way i was and it's like just even reframing that I've been trying to just say, I'm trying, I'm getting back to myself, mm. you know, as yeah. I've, I've been in stagnation and like, like sort of boundaries and just like walling off all of the things that hurt so I can just heal on the inside. But while doing that, it's like you're working on healing yourself while also pushing the stuff away and closing your eyes. And it's hard to do. So you have to just kind of be like, I'm also coming back into myself so I can stand here and look at all that. It's like, not mine, not mine, not mine, not mine doing this shit, you yeah. know? Because you're just like back to yourself. Not the way you were. Where you were didn't work because you're here now, you know? Yeah. Like, it did work also because you're here now. But now you're just, you, where are, who are you? Where are you? Where's the center of, like, what you're doing? Because that, that's the hardest part is just, like, it's dark, it's dark out there and it's dark inside and it's also beautiful and there's so much to create and do and to share. And I think sometimes it's, I find when I'm just by myself, I'm the safest because I know my, my own domain, but at the same time, there's a whole fucking world out there. And when I venture out, yeah, there's a lot of burns, but there are freaking tons of angels and really cool. Just like, people that want to share and want to help and want to create and want to dance and that are doing all those things. And it's like, cool. Yeah, I do want, and I'm freezing all of the time. So like, I, I don't, when I, the whole time I was in Ecuador, I didn't take my, well, not the whole time. Every time I was not in sunshine, I still had my winter coat on. I was in my winter coat forever. So I'm Whoa. fucking freezing forever and ever. And so it makes it hard to do anything else too. And then you just like, 
are burying yourself from the cold and also then from your body. And then I'm not moving and then I'm not listening and then I'm not doing. And then what the fuck am I doing? I'm just in the dark. (laughs) So it's been, I recognize it. It's been a hard winter, but I think it's also just like these moments to, to even it be dark, but these moments of light and then to have little dreams in this moment of being like, Oh shit, we've got, we've created so much music and material um, that hasn't been released and there's so much more being created. And it's a lot of like waiting for the moment that there's it's medicine time, you know, like sometimes you give somebody a gift and they, it becomes garbage because they're not ready for that gift yet. But if you waited just a little bit longer and you gave it to them, it's like the best medicine they could have ever had. And I think it's a lot of the art that we're making right now and just like letting that also take its time. Some of the things just take the good stuff takes long, but you have to not give up on it. And and that's hard when you're just like, I know when I plant things, I'm a terrible, I'm terrible, terrible at plants, mostly because I'm never in one place. But also just like planting a seed, I'll be like, shit is not growing. I must have did something wrong. And then I'm always like, just at a certain point, then I'll be like, did I even plant a seed? Did I make this all up? And then it's like, do I need to dig this thing up to see if I could find a seed? Even if I dug it up, it'd be really hard to find the seed. Could I know what the seed looked like? What if it's just taking root? And then I just kill it before it's, and I'm just like, fuck it. I'll just leave it alone and water this thing. And just like, imagine that I didn't fuck it up and maybe one day it'll work. And sometimes little green things come out, you know, (laughs) and it's like, oh shit. Okay, it takes a really long time for just the, t- let alone a big fucking thing that's taken root to change or, or to grow for the rest of your life. So there's a lot, and I'm glad that you do this show, and that's a thing that you have been falling more in love with, and that like for me when I left Ecuador, I said no more bars. I don't want to play this stuff anymore. I every song I played tasted like a. a like a falling down angry drunk look like you know yeah. you just play through the night and you watch it happen and it just makes your music feel like that inside of you because you're weaving it in your dna and it's like that's not what i'm doing and so good on you i mean live music i love live music but to put it in a space like when i was in high school i love basement shows it's my favorite mm. place ever it's like fucking punk rock basement shows like yeah. that is where it's at. It <laughs> felt like church. And it's yeah. just like to play these bars where no one cares and they're just getting drunk and you're you're there to get paid and you're there to play. But man, we're artists. We're also there to like connect and it's really hard to do when that's not what people want to do. They just want to disconnect and numb out. And yeah. it's um to to find something like your show and to allow yourself to keep coming back to that right now. Like we need anything at all to just keep going and not to clutch onto, but to create from, and you're doing that and I'm doing that and we're doing this and all of your people in the chat lands. It's awesome. I'm excited that, I mean, these little pockets, these little pockets of us trying is the only thing that gets us the momentum there and those rocks, like the, the gears not all the way rusted into oblivion, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's all right. We can keep starting. <laughs> That's what we do. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. every morning, you know? Oh yeah. Get up and just, and get at it. 
Spring always comes. Yeah. Yes, that's true, Bonnie. Spring will come, and it's like the dark, the dark gray winter, and then out comes the sunshine, and then up comes the green grass, and the leaves come back, and you can sort of, you know, join. It's that rebirth. It's it, it that it's the thing about seasons that are gray is that you know everything dies and then comes back, and and, and you know it's just sort of a rebirth all around us, and we get to sort of envelop that. Um, but like when you live in places like California, which I absolutely love California, but uh, you know there's so much sunshine out there. There's so much. I, it's like people are just just based in in um in the sun and and they don't i I don't know i find a lot of people in when i was living in san diego i found a lot of people who were just sort of oblivious to what the struggle of a four seasoned you know uh piece of the world is you know And, and and it's and there's something that's to be said about you know digging your fucking car out of the snow or you know, walking in, you know, negative 41 degree weather because your car is broke down and you got to go get some fucking groceries. So you got to walk to the store and and shit town and in your shit weather. And, you know, it builds a certain amount of character and resistance. And, And I feel like out in California, there's a lot of people out there who are just not equipped for resistance. And, uh, you know, I, I love California. And I have a lot of California friends. My wife I met in California. She's this fucking Cali girl. So it's, it's uh, you know, it, I, 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 I'm not shitting on people in California, but I did find that a lot of people out there have a, um, they have a hard time with resistance. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it's fun. It's fun. I enjoyed it. I really did. But I... Um, but I'm glad to be back. For the most part, I still hate the winter. I just don't like it. I don't like being cold. <laughs> but I saw that you were on Cali not too long ago, right? Was is that a few months ago? Yeah, I was out there for work. Yeah, lots well, of work things, which I'm grateful for. What what kind of work, if you can say it? That was I'm a tour manager for an artist who oh. um, tours tours over yonder and everywhere so and it brings me to places like sunny california Mm. which is it is it's a beautiful place um i think there's those two sides though it's like the resilience but then the part about us on this side is like we don't give ourselves enough compassion because we've been built on so much resistance you know it's like (laughs) oh you know i can't be that soft to myself this is i can do this hard shit it's like we don't have to always do that, though, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay to have some leisure in life. It's, 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 it's Yeah, fine. or it's, just some, like, eat. That's part of what um, Major Darlin is about, is it's at ease. At ease, Major Darlin, mm. is this whole thing of what I'm trying to. And then the other day, I've been having all these skeletal issues and I just saying to myself, like, how do you stand up straight, Jasmine? How do you stand up, Major Darling? Mm-hmm. And it's like, at ease, at ease. That's how you stand up. It's yeah. like if you're fighting all the time or fighting off all the time, everything's so tight. But to, like, stand up is to surrender, like, to where you are, what you are, and just, like, stand in it and feel what that feels like and, and move forward because I'm all twisted up. And the more I keep moving twisted up, the more fucked 
shit gets. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and sometimes we just need to just, like, let go and listen instead of just, like, trying to make it work again. It's like, well, maybe it's not going to work again and it's not supposed to and there's something else. It's like, there's always something else. But it is. The, the, the resistance, we were talking about that with people from Texas. But right now, I mean, that's a big thing happening with all of the ice in Austin again. Yeah. Some wild shits. It's... I'm, and I, we can all help each other, but it is, it's a different, I liked California, really beautiful, but it is and also foreign in a lot of ways mm. because people have, have that very different way of life that yeah. is just um, sort of untouchable because it's somewhere else. It's, it's one of those like lots of wings, but no roots. Mm. And it's like, yeah. you gotta balance the shit out, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure, no. It, it it you're you're absolutely right about that. There is something unrooted out there, and and it, it is a lot of transient uh, people going through there. Not not just homeless. There's a lot of homeless people out there, but also it's just like a lot of people going in and out, in and out. And uh, it, it's a it, it's it's a beautiful place, but man, it it's just it, it's just I'm not there. I'm not. My heart's not in there anymore. I I mean, I was really upset by having to come back to Ohio. I, I that's for sure. I did not want to come back here, but you know, it's like what we're saying is like sometimes you know life makes you reframe, and and in that moment, I it was I was forced to reframe my life, and as I started realizing what was going on. I realized my purpose of coming back here and why it needed to happen. And, and like when I when I got back here, I was able to help like some family members who were really sick. I was able to help take care of them, and you know, the, the, like these very special women that helped raise me. Essentially, I was able to like help, you know, usher them into the next um, dimension of existence. You know, so it was like a very it was a very, it was a very tough time, but it was, when you look back at it, it was a very, like, very beautiful thing that I was able to come back and share these people's last moments with them because otherwise I would have just been out in California living my Cali life, doing, st struggling to, you know, pay exorbitant amounts of rent, money on rent and just, just to live out there is just so, just so stressful. <laughs> It's so stressful. So to come back here and, uh, you know, it, it was like a weight that uh, was lifted off my shoulder, even though I was sort of taking on more weight. But it, it was it was fulfilling. And, and, and you know, now I'm here and my family's here and I, I'm, I can't, uh, you know, I can't complain too much. Uh, but it, it's, it's what happens. But the the Texas thing, the, the fact that Texas is freezing over is such a strange strange occurrence like we are in like the world is in such a tumultuous state right now and it, it, to to think that uh you know a place like texas which i love texas i have roots in texas you know like i got family in san antonio and um my my, my mom's from mexico and they have a lot of family so we ha I have family down near brownsville and stuff like that so i have Lots of roots down there, and I absolutely love Texas. And I don't care what people say. I, I know there's some weird stuff that they weird thinking down there, but it, it's people are so fucking kind down there. Is that did you did you tour down to Texas as well? 
Yeah, Texas. We're we're moving to Texas this spring. It's my favorite place of all the town. Oh, all of it. Oh, so yay! Good. Where are you moving, Austin? Yeah. Um, no, it's a place called Conroe. Hmm. It's out. It's near Houston World oh, more okay. so than Austin World. Sweet. Yeah, Sweet. but I do. I I said the same thing. It's like on one of my biggest, the first tours I ever did. I remember, like doing this whole solo tour it was it was either i don't i don't know why these numbers are so random in my head but it's either 76 or 83 one of those how many days i was out and yeah, it was yeah. like then they never done it before and i remember going from the touring up and over and down through new mexico and then through west texas and going to amarillo <laughs> and it, it was in the middle of nothing man and the, I played a coffee shop and I went into this coffee shop and there was just a bunch of Texas lesbians. It was amazing. <laughs> and then I was like, I didn't know there are lesbians in Texas. I thought like everyone just was shooting each other. I don't know if you, the things that they make Texas out to feel like or be yeah. scared of. It was like, and ever since then, I remember this man opened up the door. He wasn't a man. He was a tall boy with a hat. He said, ma'am. I was like, I love Texas. And then every every place I've ever been there, I've just met more and more people. Like I've traveled around and I meet little I meet moments of people and it's great. But in Texas, everyone I meet, they're just like long lost family. It's yeah. and the the way that they love music, um, I always say the blood of a songwriter is in the Texas earth. Like wow. Something about it is really just there. And, and that was the one thing, too, is just like you go to a CVS and a song comes on the radio, people grab each other and start two-stepping, you know? It's just like you can't <laughs> stop. Music is real. <laughs> yeah, I love Texas. <laughs> oh, me too, man. I, I, I'm, I'm with it, man. I am so with you there. Like the people that are just – they're it's like everything it's like everything that i wish california could be in that sense of like community and then also the awesome weather <laughs> you know yeah. but like and, and like texas has some trying weather i mean like you're saying it's freezing over in texas and in the summer it's brutal in the summer but it, it it's still it's you know it, again it's not bad to have seasons right but it's uh, but the people there are just fantastic. I'm Naders, he's back. Uh, uh, the the Texas has a uh, a quality to it that I've just never experienced anywhere else. And and the fact that I'm rooted, I have roots there is it, it makes me proud. You know, it makes me proud that I have family there, and uh, that I can go there when uh, when I you know and go there and be welcome there. And uh, I don't know. It, I, I'm gushing over Texas right now. It's like people. <laughs> it, it's funny, you know, like you were saying, like they'll make you think that Texas is some kind of hellscape where, you know, fuck it. it it's just like a bunch of cowboys kicking shit and, and beating beating up a gay guy or something, you know, like <laughs> they're just out there beating up people and shooting and the whole thing. But it really is a welcoming place. I mean, obviously there's terrible people that live there but there's terrible people everywhere so i mean that's just part of everywhere so you just gotta yeah. but the, but it really is one of those things where you just if you go down there and you sort of embrace the culture and 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 sort of let yourself you know relax in the culture you can you're gonna find amazing people and amazing <laughs> things 
and and i agree with the music thing man i, I just the music the love of music down there is so awesome and i mean like you know especially like you have places like austin where it, it lives and breathes music i've never i've never done any gigs in dallas or houston or any of those places but like i've done gigs in san antonio and austin and it, and or and or experience live music in those places so it's like that people really do come out and they really do want to just you know live in those moments and then go texas all my exes live in texas <laughs> is that true naters that's not you're not just reciting the song all your exes live. it's a good song you know it is a good song mm -hmm. <laughs> So have you been then, you know, you said you, you didn't want to do the bars anymore. What what kind of gigs have you been doing or have you been sort of taking a break from gigging? I, I really have um, left it out to the universe and whoever asks me <laughs> um, <laughs> instead of seeking things out because it's 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 an interesting feeling because it's been just um, all uh, all kinds a, a very a variable multitude of different different things that we've played but I we haven't been playing out that often um, but it is at least one or two shows a month which is awesome and that's something I never used to do but that's also just been this really um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, thank you for resubscribing. Fifteen months, good lord! Thank you so much, man. Wow, it's been fifteen wow. months, Robbie. You are, you're a trooper, man. Yeah, thank you so much. That's amazing. That's a long time to do anything, <sighs> bro. It's, I, oh. I, I, it, it doesn't even make sense to me. It doesn't even make sense. We're coming on <laughs> three years of streaming, and then the podcast itself. Is, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What'd you say? No, you go ahead. Oh well, I was the we're we're coming on three years of streaming in April, and then uh, or May or June, whatever. Who cares? Uh, but but then like the podcast itself is coming up on like eight or nine years, and it's like what the fuck, man? Like it, it's nice to it's nice to be committed to such a weird and and fun thing to do, and 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 the fact that people are coming along with me is just is wild and Robbie is one of our wonderful mods here who is um always helpful and and kind and everybody go give Robbie some love go go watch his videos he has videos of him uh underwater deep sea diving and shit and he has a sports podcast so get yourself some Robbie in your life uh this hey, I can't wait to check out Robbie Oh yeah, uh, I love the podcast world of Twitch. Yeah, wait. So this month I have three hundred episodes in seven years. Hell yeah, Robbie, let's go, let's go. Hold on. What? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> we got shit happening. Uh, I so so you've been sort of taking a break, and you're you're playing out with a band, or are you working? How how do you? What's your setup right now for for uh, gigging? Is a oh boy, that's also just swirling around. It's it's um in the past when I started Wonky Tonk, I didn't know what I was doing, so I just did anything, <laughs> and and then after a while, it sort of took its shape because people were like country music or this. And mm. so people just started playing that. And despite what I 
wanted to do. <laughs> Wait, um, how does that happen? Just like, you know, you got a name like Wonky Tonk and no one really understands that it's wonky for a reason. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like you just keep getting stuck in these honky tonks, which is no problem, but like I don't belong in a honky tonk. <laughs> I don't play country music. And yeah. and every time I'm there, everyone's like, This isn't country, this is rock and roll. <laughs> like, I know. I've been trying to like all right. So so just try and and just it was kind of like whatever person wanted to come play. It was like, yeah, great, cool. Like, you guys want to play? I just want people to play. Just, <laughs> that's what we're doing. There's a reason. It's a yeah. playground. Like, we're playing. But then it just got to be a point that sometimes people play in the wrong ways. It's like, this is not my playground. That's not the game I like. Like, yeah. um, And then learning that I could do that with my music and say, you know, no, sorry, find a different playground. <laughs> and then is that hard for you then now is that hard for you now to, it to, was to confront it those was. kind of situations yeah it was until until i understood music not as myself but as like i just call them my angels so they're like my babies and so it's when it's not like it's not ego like this is not what i want to do it's more like what's the best environment for these babies to live in you know and some some babies need different things and then and then i think that's when people come around and instruments or ideas it's like great and i feel them and i file them away if they're not right for this moment because eventually it shows up and it's like oh shit i know the exact person for this baby mm. you know like this is this is why they came along you just have to keep listening long after you first know it it doesn't have to be right then like be here now is being here now, but it doesn't have to mean you have to burn it all up right now too. It's like, <laughs> it's, you're learning, you're learning all the time. So, so now it's like, we have a multitude of setups, but they, and I'm learning, like I had a band called the high life. So it's wonky tonk and the high life. And we're, they're a whole palette. It's a whole like pixies, nineties, grunge, punk rock, feel um just by the essence of the way we all just play with each other yeah. and that's fun but it's also not all of wonky tonk that's the high life that's the high life mm. flavor and then you just like we've got homie and we do this whole other looping beautiful thing with my partner and then we have um breaking patterns with the higher life which is the high life plus some other people from my old life that bring electronics into it and it's just like major darlings this whole other world of like meditation alan watts sort of feeling mm. music and it's just like whatever whatever the moment needs we've got the palette for it and then instead of like building myself into this box just allowing it to be like what the medicine needs like the spoonful of sugar do you need do you need to take it like that or do you need to take it with food or do you need to drink a shit ton of water when you do like there's just a multitude of things for the way you feel. So right now we I think the last show we played was with Thelma and the Sleaze. If you haven't checked them out, they're amazing. <laughs> Hold on. Amazing. Uh, Thelma <laughs> and the Sleaze. Hold on. 
Thelma yes. and the Sleaze. We, I mean, with a name like that, we have to know what's going on here. They're a rock band from Nashville. Oh, They're amazing. God. I, I kind of want to like see what they do. I mean, with the, hold on, hold on, give me a second. Yes. Where, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, let me get you centered a little better here. Yeah. And then I'm I'll, I'm gonna share this with you so we can all enjoy Thelma and the Sleaze. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am too. Let's go. Oh, uh, Thelma and the Sleaze, <laughs> a play on Thelma and Louise. Uh, I'm guessing, but it, I I just love that fucking name. It's so good. Nashville, Tennessee. We've got Thelma and the Sleaze. Thanks for coming You're in today, y'all. And funny. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Why don't y'all take it away? Oh, and they're all this ladies. First song Let's is go. Buying it. It's yeah. off our new record out June 27th called Fuck, Mary Kill. Let's hear the shred. Dude, I love her fucking guitar so much. I yeah. love that like SG cut. It looks like That's it's beautiful. custom. Some kind of fucking custom made fucking beauty. That's so awesome. These guys do fucking rip. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for turning us on. If anybody is interested in Thelma and the Sleaze, let me drop this in chat so they can... Let me drop their website in chat so people can get some love. I loved her line. What she said? Yeah. She said she was gay once because I had her between my knees. I was just like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> Let's go! That is a, that's the line that got me too. It's perfect. Hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Go and, go and give some love to Thelma and the Sleaze, though. Uh, oh, look at these guys. Wow, they are, they're just doing it, too. They're, like, in the shit. Yeah, they're amazing. And they're in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they're playing some cool-ass places, too. <laughs> right on, right on. So, who are you moving to? Here, let me stop sharing this. Who are you moving to Texas with? 
Father Novice. Oh, it, uh, Father Novice is in the chat. Okay, Father Novice. Hi. <laughs> nice. So you guys are going, and and you guys, and and you uh, you guys work together musically as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Uh, is, Me too. I'm excited. So is that who you did the your uh, latest uh, video with, or is that because it wasn't a collaboration, or am I just making that up in my head? Um the the coward video is that what you're talking about, or a different video? Which latest no, video? No, the one that you wanted <laughs> to premiere here. Yeah, yeah, coward. Okay. Coward is coward is from. Um, that was my friend Rich who. Okay. We've done a lot of music videos. We did Wonk On and Suitors and Box My Love that you played in the intro. Thank you very much. Um, So that was a collaboration with Rich and I in Virginia. And then it's featuring a bunch of people like this is another band you should check out someday. It's called Shagwoof. Shag Wolf. Shag Wolf. Damn. Yeah. You just turn yeah. me on today. Shag Wolf. I'm just Googling. And it's W W U F. Shag Wolf. Oh, W W U F. Yeah. Oh, some, some ladies. Those are all. There's Sally Rose and, and uh, Pablo who are in this music, that music video with me. And so, yeah, we did a, we did like a visual collaboration for sure. <laughs> Well, I'm excited for it. Uh, okay, here's Shag Wolf. Let me let me just get a look at these guys. Let me just take a look at these people here. I gotta know. I I, I have that. Oh man, these guys look awesome. Hold on, I love this picture. They're amazing. <laughs> up for people like Tim Barry a lot. Yeah, exactly. Oh, They're what? rock and roll. Oh, She's a kickboxer and a kickboxing instructor. They're badass. What the fuck? She fuck you up too. Yes, she will. I love that. I love it when I love it when when they can rock and fuck you up at the same time. That's dope. They're badass. Is she? They're, the, they're is, super rock and roll. Is she the front person? Um, she is. They're all pretty front, but uh, I mean, look at her on the ground on with that guitar. Oh shit! Um, yeah, like she's fucking badass. Wow, what a rocker. I love that shit. Yeah. Do you? I've never yeah. really seen you perform like at in a live setting. Are you pretty stationary, or do you jump around a lot? Or are you? <laughs> when I'm in the right with when I'm with the right people in the right crowd, I'll move around. But mm-hmm. it still has been. I have a hard time because the sound is always bad. I'm learning to. I'm <laughs> the next thing is I'm learning how to get in ears, in ear monitors because Yo. you move around, it's all gone, and then I'm lost, and then it's all over. Yeah, especially if you're working with with a sound guy with a shit monitors and doesn't have a good ear. It's, oh God, that that's always a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Plus a bad attitude, then it's over. <laughs> oh my God! Like, why are you even doing this? Like, why are you yeah, here right on. now? It, I always get the sense of like. Failed musician, you know what I mean? Like it, it, and then I, it's like the good, the good sound guys is, um, uh, are, are the people who are like just like good in life, you know? I mean, they don't have to necessarily like have all their shit together, but they're like good with what they're doing, you know what I mean? Because I feel like when you get a bad sound guy, they're, they're either just were there because like they were the only one that was there that kind of knows how to do things, or like they're just like 
I got to do this for the money and bleh, you know, so right? like, fuck dude and fuck these guys and fuck the world. Like having that shit attitude, like, Oh man, I can't stand that. I, I cannot stand that. I will. I, I don't like, I always, that's the thing. People need to realize is like always give the love and respect to the sound guy. Right. If they deserve it. Yeah. Even even if they don't right. deserve it, I try to be like, all right, let's just stay positive. But sometimes you just get such an asshole that you just gotta be like, go fuck yourself. I, I can't, I can't stand it. I hate bad sound. Uh, it, it just bothers me. There's like, it, like there's a room here in Toledo that uh, it, it's a bar, and it just, no matter what they do, no matter what kind of sound treatment they do. Bad <laughs> sound guys give me diarrhea. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, they do. Literally, it, like it's, it literally hits the brown note when 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 you're fucking <laughs> when it's just bad sound. Uh, it, there's just this room here in Toledo where, like, no matter what they do, no matter what kind of sound treatment they have, it's just sounds like dog dick. It's it's it like the highs are piercing the bass is almost non-existent and it's just like this fu- it's it's like a, a like a tweeter is like two inches from your from your ear and it's just the highs are just cranked the fucking all the way up all the way to 11 i'm just like your ears want to bleed every time so I, I i don't go there i mean i don't i don't go to a lot of live music anymore i just don't i just i just don't go anywhere i don't do anything <laughs> I don't do anything. Hey, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> oh. it's, it's because it all feels like that, you know? Mm. Where You'll go where that's where I'll, I'm going to come to Toledo and I'll find the place you need to go. Because okay. that's I'm not messing around with all the other stuff anymore because it is. It's daunting. Like, mm. you look at you just went on that whole rant about the sound man, and I feel so – I feel – so much empathy but also so much affirmation because i'm always ranting about it because it's like hey man like you're the conduit here we're we're teammates right mm-hmm. now like we're doing this together and you're making this hell <laughs> <laughs> and this is like i get to come out here and play for the, like we don't do this every single day and mm-hmm. i know you do but i'm not treating you this way and you shouldn't treat me this way and mm-hmm. it hurts but there are some places that are really um, – there are some places that just hold the space, you know? For example, Utopia Fest <laughs> Uto- in Texas. Fuck is a, you, Brian. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, Brian. Exactly. Uh, Utopia we, Fest. We have a new one. We have a new guy named Wayne. He's that's our new fuck you Wayne. Oh yeah, that's, fuck you Wayne. It's a, it's a whole noon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. Uh, what? So, but yeah, Utopia Fest. Yeah. Like there are just places. There's places like I know we're not really talking about music and all the things. Re- we're just talking life, which I love. But like. You're holding this space on the internet for this moment for all the people hanging out. We like, can talk music. Thank you. I'm, I'm down to talk no, music. No, no, I'm just, no, no. I'm just saying, like, in because we're talking about like sound and music, yeah, 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 but totally. just holding the space for for real shit to happen. And mm-hmm. there, it's hard because, it, like I said, like you know, things like wonky tonk, you have to chew. It takes time. This mm-hmm. kind of space that you're holding takes time it takes eight years of podcast time and three years of twitching right like it takes time and energy and 
And so then you find, like, for me, Utopia Fest is in Utopia, Texas, of all places. <laughs> and th- this is another thing is it's next to a ranch called the Wonkin Tonkin Ranch. Let's no joke. go. <laughs> yeah. That's tight. That is tight. <laughs> so good. But they hold the space, you know, the sound people, everyone, they hold the space. And everything that could be work, they turn into play. You know, so if it's sound check or rolling up the chords and tr- switching over the the bands, like that is part of the art. That's part of the show. Let's play all of it. Somebody's going to love doing that. Like yeah. we don't have to put a bunch of glitter on shit, but we can make things fun. Yeah. It's like, and so we do it for each other. And I know there's got to be a place in Toledo because you think about places like Iceland and the music that comes out of there, it's because it's dark and they have nothing else to do. And yeah. Toledo fucking sucks. <laughs> it does. <laughs> in the winter, especially, just like not all in general, but it's like a flat sort of. No, we don't, no, in the Midwest, sucks. we just don't have a lot going on, you know, <laughs> unless we're making it. So we have it's to make true. it. It's true. I'm gonna find yeah. I'm gonna find the underground. There's, there's it's it's something. There's there's cool place. There's a there's actually this art collective where they do um, uh, um. It's like a, it's 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 like a house. They only do it in their house okay. in this cool part of town, and like you got to be invited. And it's sort of like a collective. I, I can't remember what it's called. Maybe Raina knows. If Raina's still Raina, do you know what I'm talking about? Will you will you tell me what I'm talking about? <laughs> My wife she, has, <laughs> she she has to tell me what I'm talking about most of the time. Uh, I oh okay, <laughs> she doesn't know either. <laughs> she don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it's cool, you know. Like I know there's cool pockets and there's cool people here. I, I and uh, Toledo was not all that bad. And honestly, for a cheap place to live. And, and, you know, bring up a, my son and stuff. Like, it's not a terrible place to be. Uh, it's just, it, it lacks stuff to do. And maybe, yeah, Raina loves Toledo. She's from, she's from San Diego, California, and she thinks Toledo is the best thing ever. And I'm just like, okay, well. I love that. I, I <laughs> that's just, magic right there. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... But I, I also think you're right. You got to sort of, it is what you make of it. And that's, that's the people who advocate for Toledo say that all the time. They're just like, man, it's what you make of it. And and there is things to do for, especially family stuff to do, especially in the summer. It, 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 it livens up around here. But I don't know. I, I, I guess I just got into that point in my life where I just don't care to go do anything. I just want to, I don't want to even, you know, like I don't want to go places. I just want to be here. And if I have to like make music, I don't want to go somewhere to make music. I want to like just be here to make music. And, and that's what's so great about Twitch is like, I, 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 if I wanted to, you know, like I could just grab my guitar and play music and, and, you know, hang out with chat and just, you know, and laugh and do that stuff. It's not like I, I, I don't have that option to go do that in the real world where I could just show up at a coffee shop and I'm just going to sit there and talk shit, at, play songs and, and, you know, have conversations with people in, in the crowd. You know, it doesn't work like that, but like, here I can do that in my own little world. I can make that happen, and it's fun, and we have fun, and everybody's you know everybody's doing their thing. So I, I don't know. It, it is what you make it. 
uh, I just, I, I, I think I just relate Toledo too much to my past, you know, my, my, po- mm-hmm. my pre-California life. It was like, because it wasn't the greatest. It was just me and drugs and, and just be in debauchery and ridiculous, which, I mean, it doesn't, it didn't stop when I moved to San Diego. I thought I was going to go move, start a whole new life and it was all going to be different. But I mean, like quickly it, it became apparent that I brought all of my problems with me. So it was just, you know, can't run from your problems. You got to like face that shit. And, and luckily that was the thing about San Diego that I was able to face a lot of the problems, but then coming back to Toledo, I was able to really get a hold of it and really uh, understand what it was that, uh, you know, that, that made me tick and get a really good um, handle on it. Because at this point my in, in, in my life, like, I'm pretty even keeled and that hasn't been my whole life. I've always, it's always been like one extreme to another. So to, to sit here and like, it sounds like someone's got to go and go, go out up in this joint. Oh yeah. Sounds like someone's got to go in to go out up in this joint. Sure. I thought you were talking yeah. about weed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we are. Maybe maybe we're all talking about weed. Anyways, I mean, I, I, where you're at now has that always been where you lived? I, I know you're in Kentucky, but are, are you in Lowellville? Is that where you're at? No, I'm in Newport, Kentucky, right now, which is northern Kentucky. Oh wait, wait, you're, you're real Kentucky. Yeah, you're right. You're you're right over the river, right? Like Cincinnati's yep. right there. Ah, okay, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Exactly. I remember, and that's where you grew <laughs> up. It is. Cool. It is, and I think I'm a little bit like you. Like, well, it doesn't remind me of my past here, but I do know one of my first memories of just my first memories of being a human being was like, I do not belong here. This <laughs> 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 is like. And I, and it's not a bad place at all. It's mm. a beautiful place. Lots of cool things going on, but it's just like not my. It's not for me. It's not your jam. Um, it's not my jam, and it's yeah. really hard because my whole family's here, and it's totally their jam, or they think it is at least. And <laughs> this is the greatest I'm place such on a earth. Family person, I know. <laughs> I'm such a family person, and they're not going to come to me in all these random places. So I mm. come here, and then I get stuck. I get stuck because all my everybody needs something, and and then you're just like, oh shit, I gotta go, I gotta go again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I'm in Northern Kentucky right now. We're getting ready to um, move to West Virginia, Thomas, West Virginia, oh, okay. for a music residency at this place called the Purple Fiddle. Oh, and then, that is rad. What does that entail? Super cool. Well, this guy is amazing, and the Purple Fiddle is a pretty darn cool multi-genre, small-town, legendary venue. Pretty cool spot. Like, last time I played there, I played with Gangsta Grass. Do you know who they are? No, I don't know Gangsta <laughs> Grass. Gangsta Grass. So it's it's wild place, but... So the Purple Fiddle we play, we get to live above it and play once a week. Mm. Um, and this guy just lets us, John, he lets us do that because he loves music so much and gives you the space to just create. So it's like that there are no no pressures, just freaking make music. And 
been waiting to do that for a while. That, oh, I'm sorry, please finish. No worries. I think part of what we're going to do there is explore, um, we're exploring music licensing and sort of watching Netflix and then writing a bunch of songs to put into the licensing pot and just mm. feeling feeling where we can go there because live music isn't really cutting it for us. And uh, someplace like the, the Purple Fiddle is awesome because you get to play every week and that's awesome and it's held and we're going to, we're doing it during the dinner times. We're, I think we're calling, we have all these ideas, but maybe during the dinner shows, it's called date night and it's a whole, a whole other thing, you know? Um, but it's a cool, a cool space. And I'm not, I'm excited to see what happens because there are no rules for us except for you're in the space to create. So we're just going to create and see, see maybe a jazz rec like set comes out next Wednesday. And then the next one, it's a metal set And the next one. We're just like stripped down bluegrass because we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and no one's, no one cares. They're not coming to see wonky tonk. They're, they're showing up on a Wednesday because it's dinner and we get to just do what we want and see how it works. Yeah. That's really cool. That's so yeah. I, I I fucking love that. So you're gonna go and live above the 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 is it a it's a cafe it's a cafe that serves. But oh, Greenski. Okay, wow, Greenski's played there. Wait, no, two bands: Greenski, Bluegrass, and the Abbott Brothers. What? It, this must be an old yep. one. It was old, but there's been all kinds of stuff. It's a legendary spot. I I didn't re I've never it's heard of it, but that's really amazing. Uh, yeah. so, so how did you end up landing that? How did you, did you, I mean, you, is that something that you reach out or, or did that come to you? Like, how did that work? You know, I've played the purple fiddle over the last probably maybe four or five times over the last six or seven years. Mm. And I remember the fella, John telling me about this, the sweet deal that he does for the residency. And I'm, I remember I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't have time. I don't have to. I like that sounds great, but I'm never going to be around long enough for that to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I'm just trying to work through this transition of moving from Ecuador to ground through COVID times, through grandma's death, through like mm -hmm. finding your feet again and then figuring out that what I was doing isn't working anymore because I'm not the same and the world's not the same, but what are we going to do? I don't know. What's the middle ground? And I was like, this guy, I have this memory of this fella that said he has a place that will just like, let us play music. Let me see if it still exists. And it still existed. So I reached out and he said, yeah. So we're spending our, we're spending our winter spring there, figuring out our shit. So, uh, so cool. before we go to Texas. So I'm excited it's it'll be really fun because we're gonna it's no bars you know it's yeah. we're gonna be everyone and everything and figure out who we are <laughs> yeah no shit and i like that you're you're like you know you you got a goal set in mind like you know i want to go and work on sync and like trying to get licensing and stuff and and you know create music that'll work for that but also you get to express yourself in this really unique spot where you get to play and you also live there. So you're like going to live and breathe art <laughs> literally uh, Please God. because you can, <laughs> but, but I mean, that's beautiful that, that this, that, that this, that this career that you've chosen 
you know, however you want to define it as has led you to another just really interesting and cool place. And that's, that's part of what I love about, you know, being involved in the arts is just that if you stick with it and you, you know, you lean into it, it, it like you, you just get to experience like the most amazing things, like the most unique, amazing experiences that you would never, ever just experience it other than, you know, uh, if you weren't doing it, you know, it like, when people go on vacation, you know, like, <laughs> so, I mean, I look at when I go do tours and stuff, like, I look at it as a vacation, even though it's, like, hard work, and, like, when I get home, my brain is mush, <laughs> but it, for me, it's, like, a, uh, a, a step out of the everyday thing that I'm doing, and I know this is necessarily, moving Dutchman, wait, hello, good to see you, my friend, uh, it's just, like, another way of... I don't know. You step out of the, the 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 drudgery of your everyday living. Uh, hi, lovely people. Every now and then, we need to experience some wonky tonk talk. Good for the soul. I agree, Moving Dutchman. I agree. Thank you for being here, my friend. It's good to see you. Welcome in. Um, so then you're going out to Texas, and uh, what what do you hope to accomplish in in Texas? Oh man. Um... Well, that's I met some people. I met some people there that play music for the same reasons I play music. That we just I was even remembering it's a place called the Lodge and there are no TVs. Everyone lives in an RV and we play music under this hangar from sun up to sundown every single day. And then we go to town and someone has a show and we play that show and then someone has a show down the street. So on our breaks, we go down to their show and play with them. And on their breaks, they come up and play with us. And we just, oh. like, don't stop because we have so much fun. Because it's like our playing music with each other is a little bit of, like, this Twitch world. You yeah. know, we're, like, we're just freaking hanging out, chilling, mm. like playing and having a conversation. Yeah. And, and it's so much fun on the vehicle of music. So it's, like, my family's there. I'm so excited. So it's just um, – and I also hate the cold. So it's sunshine, <laughs> sunshine, friends, and music, and fig. Like I'm, I'm tired of doing anything else, and yeah. to have these people and this sort of scenario doesn't come around that often, and who knows how long it'll last. So it's more just like I'll never be this unrooted in my life of just like every, anything goes. So I'm just going to where the love is and the the great incubator you know and mm. see what the freaking grows because <laughs> right now it's all shit in a good way it's all it's all got a lot of nutrients in it but man it's muddy you know <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good way to put it oh man yo that that's that sounds incredible that sounds incredible just to go to a like a creative place what what's this place called it sounds like a magical mystical place it is a magical, mystical place. It's a place outside of Houston. It's just a, a place called Conroe. And there's just a lot of really beautiful people that ended up living there all being friends. I met them all at Utopia Fest. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and Utopia Fest, you, you, uh, you played it and you just met a bunch of cool people and they're like, come to Conroe. Yeah. Yeah. I met a man named Grandma and it all... <laughs> 
it all just it all started. <laughs> a man named Grandma, which is <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm just trying to find some like pictures of of Conroe, like. It's wanna... really uninspiring. It's, just like... <laughs> it's an uninspiring little place. How... It's from. It's a sweet little town, but you yeah. wouldn't know all the magic that happens there. How far from Houston is it? I think it's like 35, 40 minutes. Okay, so so it, it could almost be considered a um, a oh Jesus. <laughs> A psychic reading, Father <laughs> Novice. Um, I, I, oh, I haven't done one in a while. Hold on. So we got down. Oh, you guys got to see Conroe too. So you guys, so y'all know what's going on here. Look at this, JL Hicks. Watch out! Don't you just see a bunch of cowboys on their horses walking through there? And by the way, every single car parked out here is an SUV. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> god damn right oh my god this I, is oh i know i'll tell you this cool part about it i can't remember the exact terms but something got passed in the local government that they gave all of the bars um grants hmm. so it's like here we'll give you this amount of money to put in a sound system and then we'll give you this amount of money to pay musicians as long as you have this amount of live music per month Wow. So they have their own stipend. To put, it's not based off of bar sales. It's like the the Conroe government was like, "Here's this money, bring in musicians and just keep it going." There's even a um, parking sign in front of one of the places that's filled with stickers, and one of the city people tried to come with a with a big old truck and and take it down. Uh -oh. And this man walked out who owns the venue and was like, what are you doing? That's my sign. And those people, this is memorabilia. And they took it into like the local government and had it stay. It's been like a whole, just like a small weird town that totally is supporting us. Um, wow. That's I haven't even looked at any pictures of Conroe. Like <laughs> oh, the Heritage Museum. There you go. That, Perfect. Let's let's get some. <laughs> that looks like some kind of municipal build building. Uh, and there's the high school. That's where you get your learning very, done. Oh, look at that. Look, look how at, magical it looks. <laughs> Not very magical. But I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the fucking Texas flag. Fuck yes. Texas. I love it. Hell yeah. It's like if we're going to show pictures of our town, you're going to see the flag too, motherfucker. Uh, why not? Why not, man? There's a weird thing where I don't know what it is. I know America is a weird place. And and it has its problems, but there's just been such an anti-American sentiment, and and I know that America's done shit, and it's been it's you know it, we do horrible things all the time to to other nations and our own citizens even, but there's never been a place where the when if you look at it from the aspect of like art and music, I feel like there's never been a place like this before where where you let a bunch of people have the freedom to express themselves the way they want to and not all the time you know like there a lot of a lot of people have fought to get to the point where we could express ourselves the way we want to but it it, it was something that happened and and we were able to accomplish that 
there's never been a place that's produced such beautiful art, such amazing music, such, you know, just incredible people. And, and to sit here and just say that there's nothing good about this place is just, I, I just, I, I don't, it's disingenuous and I don't, I don't care for it. And so when I hear people saying like the American flag is offensive to them and it's like, how i don't know how that happened but you know it is there's a i don't know i i don't know it is sad but whatever you know wait i think this the world and the in this country in particular is in a in a weird spot and you know hopefully we can find our way out of it uh, what do you yeah. what what do you think is causing all this anti-american sentiment the internet the internet you're right you're right <laughs> You're fucking right. <laughs> it's the fucking it's, it got us all fucking dicked up in the head, man. It really has. It really has. No, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's. But for real, for real, um, I think it's a lot of it's shadow work, baby. You mm. know, like what's happening right now is not inclusion. It's everyone is just like. Um, man, this is, <laughs> I, I love, this is going a whole different direction, but like, I, I love human beings. I love human beings. And I think that we are, our bodies are an incredible organism and machine. We create some of the most gorgeous things in the whole entire world. Community when it's working is incredible conversations and connections uh, all of it. And I, I remember even just like growing up and being a young girl and being like, I like boys and I like girls. And the, the, I wasn't allowed to do that. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to do it. If I did that, I was, I, and I got more backlash from the LGBT community, like, so mean the meanest people of all time is like you can't do that you're not one of us you're a poser and it's like i don't when we're when we're divided like that when we're saying respect my identity respect who i am what i believe what i'm doing and also i don't respect you and what you're it's like it can't work what do yeah. and so when i say the internet it's because we don't get to listen to each other mm. on the internet like it's all happening but to to be in the same space and feel, or even this kind of same space is the internet, but it's a special space on the internet where like you're listening and when you're talking, I'm listening. And then there are a bunch of people listening and talking as well. And yeah. somehow we're all still hearing each other. Yeah. And that is, I think that's where it's at. It's just like, if something makes you uncomfortable, it's like, man, when it happens to me, I'm like, what is my issue? You yeah. know, like, something something about this is triggering or i know it for on the low key scale i can't watch music i can't like especially people are like did you see that interview with so and so and i'm just like i get i get almost angry i get sad and i get angry and it's like i don't look at music i don't listen to music i don't listen about people that play music like i it hurts me um I love it on the scale of playing music with people as, as a conversation. And I love it as a sharing space and sort of like a church communal sort of thing, yeah. but music and the industry, especially and the way people it's, were like given it is really triggering. And I know it. And I, I get really 
like I can feel it almost like a fire and I know it's not good because well it doesn't it doesn't feel good and it like almost pushes me back and it pushes anything good away from me in those moments and I'm like I could go fuck the music industry fuck this fuck the musician and I have been that person but now I feel that and I go damn Jasmine like we really need to figure that shit out because this is a lot of wasted energy and you're missing out on cool shit. Like, yeah. what is that in myself? I have, I'm still, I still have no idea. I'm not any closer except for that. I'm not so fiery about it. And I'm yeah. trying to listen more and more, you know, cause yeah. one day I'm going to fucking love it again. Yeah. And then I'm going to love it in a different way. But until then it's like, so I know that, so I just stay away. And it's like sometimes to give myself that, it's like, yeah, I go off the internet or I don't go to shows because it hurts me. And I will someday because I'm not shutting it off. I'm just keeping it away until I can figure out what it is that hurts. So then I can give that attention. Yeah. But I think that's what's happening. It's like the American flag is offensive or just any kind of, not pride, but, but, knowing where you're from, yeah. you know, any, any roots, it's hard right now to, to know where you're from, where anywhere you're from is just poison. It's, we're not allowed to be from anywhere or proud of heritage or, I mean, I even got ripped a whole new one. My grandma is super well was, and she's in heaven, wherever she is, but she like, she is totally into our Cherokee heritage and not in a, uh, Oh, uh, my Cherokee. I don't know. She 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 went down the whole line, has made all these beautiful pictures. We sewed a bunch of cool out like moccasins and shawls and were in all these powwows when I was growing up and dancing and singing medicine songs and all kinds of shit. And you've seen me. I put I have these crayons that are face paint crayons and I put hearts all over my face and stuff. And I got I got ripped seven new ones for being a white girl misappropriating all kinds of shit. And then it's like, I understand that it can be uncomfortable, but at the same time, I'm always painting my face with flowers and hearts with these crayons. And also this is something that's in my blood big time that I grew up with anyhow, and I'm not using it in any other way, but it made me really uncomfortable. Like, the fire that came out of this person against me for doing that is just like, I'm not, are you angry at all the kids that go to fairs and get clouds and sunshines? <laughs> yes, you know, they are. Like, we're not, it's like, well, then who is allowed to, or what are the mm. rules or why are you so angry? And why can't we have conversations about this? Because your feelings are also valid, but like, I can't hear you when you're screaming, you right. know, I, Boy, <laughs> so it's hard, but the internet keeps us away from each other. We get in our silos of our own opinions and, and it, it's, there isn't listening. You're not stuck in a room having to feel through being uncomfortable and having real life conversations of just like, this makes me angry. Why? Okay. Interesting. And just listening instead of, well, you're wrong. It's like, Who's wrong? Who's wrong? Who's right? We don't fucking know shit. <laughs> right. And not only are you wrong, but you're a terrible person for being wrong. Like yeah, you're you're, right. you're evil and somehow immoral. 
uh, just your mere existence is is evil and immoral, and it's like, oh well, <laughs> where do we go from here? Right? No, I I think you're right. I think you're right. Is this idea that no one's listening? Everyone's just shouting, you know, like Twitter, or Facebook, whatever it is. Everybody's just shouting into this void, and and yeah, it, it, it's it, nobody's listening. No one has real empathy. You know, no one really cares and. As the internet becomes more prevalent in our lives, and as it becomes more, uh, we become more reliant on it. It's like we're we're so disconnected from the human human touch. Really, I mean, it's just we're we're just further and furthering ourselves. And you said something else too that caught my ear, where you're like the shadow, like you know the shadows controlling stuff. I I do feel like a lot of what's happening is by design. Um, whether you want to say it's the government or, or it's corporate overlords of the government, because at this point, I don't think that we're really much of a democracy or a republic. It seems more like an oligarchy. Uh, and, and it does seem to the things that are being done right now, like keeping people mad at each other is, um, is beneficial to people who are in control and, and whether they're, it's by design or not. It is beneficial to rule over people when they're divided rather than when they're one unit, like when, when they're together as one, when they are when they do have pride and where they come from and they are in touch with their roots and they know when they love, you know, what, what they come from and their community. And uh, it, it's easier to sort of make rules and make laws and and slowly whittle away at these, these uh, freedoms that were, you know, supposed to be you know innate when you were born in this country i mean it just feels like it is i'm not trying to say it is or not but it feels like it It, it, it's weird when you see like on twitter there'll be a lot of people who you'll see the same message over and over again by different by different users but it's the same exact message and it's like you're telling me that that's not on purpose you're telling me that that's not by design whether it's you know a pre-programmed bot or whatever it is um it just feels like this is very beneficial for people who the ruling class uh to sort of get through any kind of policies that they want and to get there now i'm not trying to go down the road of politics but it, it it just feels like that to me and father novice says it is it is by design and to you know to the folks who are always angry about you know the social issues going on and i i feel bad for those people because it seems like they're the most unhappy people that has ever existed and that's that's sad that like you're out there you know fighting for something that you believe in um you know whether Whatever it is, you know, whatever social issue that you're fighting for, it's like you really believe in, but you're very miserable while you're doing it. It feels like you should love what you do, and it feels like you should be, you know, filled with passion when you do it. And I mean, yeah, there's passion, and there's there's definitely some fuel there, but it it, it seems to be that the people who are the loudest about these issues are like the most miserable people. And I, I just don't know how you could live like that. It, it's like, it's a very, it's a very, uh, it, it just doesn't make sense to me that, that so many miserable people want to like just stay angry and stay miserable and stay in that space where you can't, 
function without i mean everything like i i we have a friend you know um that that sees everything through the the lens of white supremacy and that they actually said that and it's like yeah i get it i know that being white and and you know it has its drawbacks or whatever but like to sit there and see the world through that lens only is exhausting and like how happy are you if you're constantly seeing things as as oppression you know like this, everybody's being oppressed it's like yeah we're all being fucking oppressed we, we all are at this moment especially we're all be we're all fucking paying you know five dollars a gallon for for this fucking shit that we're supposedly is killing the earth and and everyone's fighting for it and yet you also have these weird people on tv saying that we got to stop using that stuff but yet we're still using it and we're using it more than ever and uh, you know, like, it, it, there's just so many conflicting ideas that it, it, it seems that people are just, <laughs> I mean, it's it's exhausting to have to, like, sit there and see everything through that lens when you really, we should just be looking at everybody with love and, like, not even tolerance, you know, I don't even think tolerance is the right word for it. It's like, we should be looking at people with love and acceptance. It's like, we don't have to agree, but I can accept you for your ideas you know, and some ideas you're going to hate and you're going to be like, those are just bad ideas. But that's the great thing about the freedom of expressing expression and the freedom of being able to say the things that you want to say is that we could sort of combat these terrible ideas with, with you know, ideas that we can all agree on that are good, whatever that means. You know, so I, I don't know. It, it's it's a weird time. And, and when, when you're sitting there and, and hating the place you're from because of... I saw this interview where there was this Latino kid and it was one of those situations where they like, um, uh, where they, where the American flag was making these kids. I think it was UC Davis. I think it was. And this Latino kid was the head of this, um, this, uh, this group, this club or whatever that was leading the way. And they, they replaced the American flag. I don't even know what flag it was. It might've been like the LGBTQ flag or whatever. Uh, but but he was sitting there. The guy who was interviewing him was like, um, you know, w- what what's bad about America? And he sort of goes through it. And, and he's like, you know, people are sold this idea of the American dream. Pfft, the American dream. And I know and I know there's some arguments against that, especially where we're at now in this in this uh, culture and environment and economy. Uh, but he was a Latino kid and the guy pushed forward and he was just like, so what, what did your parents do? And, uh, you, you know, they, they came here from Mexico and they came here and, and, uh, and he was saying, it's like, wow, that's interesting. Your parents came here to, uh, you know, uh, experience the American dream. And, uh, you're here at UC Davis, which is a pretty good school. The unit, uh, the UC schools are really good schools in California. And, uh, <laughs> and you're here in college, um, and, and don't you think that that's kind of something that they wanted to accomplish, that their kids are, uh, Moving Dutchman, thank you so much for that other sub, thank you, Moving Dutchman, you're on a roll, thank you so much, I appreciate you, um, so they, so he was, uh, he was like, so do you have any siblings? 
And the kid was like, yeah. And, and he was like, how are they doing in life? He's like, oh, he's doing great. He makes tons of money and all this stuff. And it was like in this moment, you see this kid it was completely oblivious to the idea that like what he's saying is exactly what he thinks is dead or think is racist or thinks is, you know, oppressive. But yet his parents were able to come here. Your brother is massively successful and you're here at one of the best schools in the country. And yet you're sitting here saying how oppressed you are and how oppressed the people that go to your school are. But you're fulfilling like a, 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 an extremely privileged role in this society. So it's it, it, it's just a very backwards idea, I think, that 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 is being, again, feels like it's being programmed into people by design. I don't know. I, I I just ranted that all out of me, but I'm not trying to go into politics here, but because because that's just fruitless. But it, it is it is political, but it is it is sort of like the soul of our country at, at some point. You know, what I mean, it, it, it's more than just like a political thing. I think it's more of like the the essence of, of what it is to be an American um, and then, you know, to sit here and be like, it's all bad. And uh, just dismiss it and, and just be like, nah, you know, <laughs> that's stupid. But I, I don't know. How does that fall in your ears? Like, what, what, what is your thoughts on that? Well, I feel like <clears throat> this is exactly what the song Coward is about. Let's go. Great transition. <laughs> Great transition. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Tell us more about it and how it relates. For real, I mean, the coward song is, you are a child, you can't look at yourself, you are a child taking it out on everyone else. Mm. And and this, so it's like, figure your shit out and stop taking your shit out on me. Wow. This, this I mean, they're very colloquial terms, but I tried to translate these big ideas into and big feelings into that. And the whole idea is like, everyone's angry because... No one can help them love them themselves. This this is not helping me love myself. This is not helping my life. I this is you, this doctor was supposed to help me. This person was supposed to help me. This person you didn't do it. It's like, okay, guess what? That you're you, <laughs> you're you. How have you helped yourself? And I mean, even some of the things like for me figuring out health problems. I've gotten so angry at Western medicine, um, so angry. And but it also has led me down the path of learning about myself and taking taking that into my own, not my own hands, but educating myself better, so I can then tell doctors when I go in. I've I've I here is here is language that you will understand. Translate that for me and give me what I need. You know, yeah. because they're never going to know what's wrong with you can't unless you have a family doctor like Little House on the Prairie or medicine, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, you know, like these people don't know you. They're not they don't have time to know you. Do you have time to know everybody else? Do you even know like like anyone except for the people you live with or even then sometimes it's just like. <laughs> How are we supposed to save each other or anything else? And of course, we're getting angry because nothing's working. We're getting angry at everybody else, but we're not really doing so much about ourselves. And it's like those little things like not eating sugar, right? 
There's those little tiny moments that are so fucking hard and you can get angry or now I'm going to get angry that the pills aren't working to do the thing that I can't do because I won't do it for myself and fuck these doctors and fuck these people and take the money and doing the stuff. It's like, yeah, and you could also help yourself. And I, and it, we're in an environment that's re- it's really hard to help yourself. But at the same time, sometimes it's just about listening. You can listen beyond the like reactions you can maybe find out why you've been doing particular things or why you're not doing them and you can get over it. It's like one of the reasons I get still triggered about something like just music and the music industry. And I know it's within me. So I'm just like redefining and redefining what music is to me and who I am and what my relationship is to it. So eventually not because I want to love music like I did, but because to be triggered by it is way too much energy and nobody else is going to fix that, you know? It's like, so this song is just about this, these parts of everybody. And it was incredible because there's a lady in my life and she did not like me and I did not like her. And it was all based on lies and bullshit. But she told me, figure your shit out when I was younger. And I was so appalled. I was like, figure my shit out. You're the one in all of the, like the whole freaking house of lies. Figure my shit out. But then I was like, yeah, figure my shit out because what am I doing anywhere near you people? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and think, thanks for telling me it's because yep. I've been working on it because if I'm in this bad position, I need to find all the reasons I did that to myself. Yeah. Yes, it's all conditional and also all programmed, but I also can listen or not listen. It's kind of part of the reason my mom got in trouble. She got backed into a corner by attacks and bullies and terrible things, and it pushed her to an edge, and then she said a mean thing, and then she got in trouble. Nope. But she could have very well not said the mean thing, and not that that, she, that doesn't mean that she should have taken it, but also she could have figured out and learned different, not even coping, but processing of what the fuck's going on and how do you remove yourself or how do you ask for help or whatever instead of just fighting fire with fire? Like that's a choice. And we think because we're shit on and since we're all so oppressed, like anything goes. So it's just getting more brutal. People are doing this to me. Fuck it. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know how I love myself. I've been fucked. So I'm going to fuck everything else. Fuck all this. You know, yeah. it's all happening to me. So coward is just, and it's, I wrote coward years ago now and it just came out on the breaking patterns record in 2022 on thanksgiving and we've had this music video finished forever but i wanted there's a bunch there's an arsenal of stuff finished but it hasn't come to light yet except for when i reached out to you i felt it in my life and in the world of just like man we gotta figure our shit out because and and that we're just increasingly taking it out on each other instead of first look. So it sounds like when whoever said that sounds like somebody's got to go in to go out, you yeah. know? Yeah. For real, it's yeah. like we learn about it and then we dance and then we turned this music video into this like Beastie Boys psychedelic basement just trip of like because looking at yourself can feel that way. It yeah. can get, get really heated, but at the same time can get so disoriented because <laughs> yeah. you don't know where you went wrong you know where where did you 
Where did you start holding on to resentment and then let it just like fuel everything? It's hard. It's really hard. And it is. I mean, it's dark. It's a dark world out there, but we also can choose otherwise. And you were saying that earlier about love. It's like, and at the very bottom of it all, are you doing it for the right reasons? Are you doing it because you think it will? It's like activists that are angry. They're angry because of all of the things they could and should be angry about. But at the same time, they're fighting from and with anger. And so it, it often doesn't work. And that's not their fault. But it's like to do it's like people like Martin Luther King Jr., like going deep into your center of just being like, yeah, shit's fucked up. But then also we can do this. And it's a whole different feeling than shit's fucked up and we need to fucking do this. Like different. It's different. Yeah. And it and it creates different tides. Like I've gone into doctors and I know these are menial analogies, but like I have tiny veins in my whole life. They stick me like six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, yeah. bring in four or five different nurses, bring in pediatric needles, bust my hands open no matter what I tell them. And these last few times I went in, in the last few weeks, I've gone really calm and paid attention to the people that have been able to get blood and just been like communicated from a place of love and not attack and just like, this is where this works. This is what you need to do. I kindly request that you don't do this or this or this. I've been through it before. And I I have gotten my blood drawn at least four times and they've only had to stick me once and they hey. listen and they did the damn thing. Hey. And it all or whatever else, but I I went into it not like these people were my enemies, but they were people doing a job and I remembered to take the notes myself of like what did work and what does work and how can I communicate it to these people and hopefully they'll listen. But it's changed a little bit, at least those few times of my person like my center person going into there not afraid and not angry already at them and asking in the center of myself and it's worked you know so I mean that's a tiny tiny analogy that can be everything but figure your shit out you know it's like oh well I never actually by the time someone's poked me seven times I never pay attention to where they finally got the blood I'm just like trying to pray my way out of it you know <laughs> yeah but then I was like, I got to start paying attention. So now I've got it. It's like, I need it. It's right in my swan's wing. Yeah. <laughs> my tattoo. It's perfect place. Like right there. Get the bird. <laughs> Robbie thinks it's a good analogy. It's a great analogy. It's a great. Thanks, analogy. Robbie. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I feel like some of what you're saying is, is, is breeded in, in cynicism. And I feel like there's that there is this that cynicism is is kind of a, a form of cowardice because it's like forfeiting the you know forfeiting trying right it's like well why try if everything sucks everything fuck you fuck this it's like why even try it's like that the, the, when you when you put yourself when when you just say when it, it's easy to give up i guess you know what i mean it's easier just to be like well that fucking sucks you know so i'm just gonna fucking sit here and eat sugar and drink and say terrible things on the internet to random strangers and spread anger and stuff it, it, it cynicism is a form of cowardice and um yeah, fucking handle your shit. Clean your room. Clean your house. Get, get let's your shit clean your mirror. Clean your, <laughs> clean your mirror. Holy shit! Let's go. 
<laughs> I think I think that's a great segue into the video. Are 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 we ready? Are we ready to watch this video? Well, a world premiere here on WSEG TV. I'm so ready. I'm ready as well. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go to that link then uh, that you sent me, and uh, Thank you. boom. Oh, of course. And of all the places, you know, there's so many ways you can release shit now. And I'm like, I I love you, man. And I love the space you hold and the people that are here. And I just like, I think this was a perfect place. It's like, can we just watch this video together and talk about shit? (laughs) Thank you. This is the best gift ever. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, likewise. I I have so much admiration and respect for for you and for what you do. And and you're, and you're, you're, fucking you're not afraid to do things that are are different you're not afraid to do things the just your your bravery with art and life so i I, it's it's mutual it's a mutual love i'll tell you that and uh this is a this is a coward the the video release of coward from wonky tonk and juan cosby off the breaking patterns album (laughs) which is available now Everybody, so go stream it, and we got we got uh, the links here for everybody to go and, and check out Wonky Tonk. So make sure you guys are doing that. And if you're listening on the audio side of this, make sure you guys are in the show notes and clicking on links and stuff. I'll make sure to link the video in the show notes. So please go down, run up those numbers. Let's get this shit done. All right, and I'm also going to put the link. So it's out into the world now. So I'm going to share the link in the chat as well so you guys can get at it. Run them up, enjoy the music, and let's go in there. I'm going to go actually to the to a different screen. So um, we'll be right back, guys, and uh, enjoy Coward. Gosh. Everybody, 
I appreciate you. Um, that was the world premiere of Coward. And man, that was fucking rad. That is a good song. An awesome video. I love it. And I love that our conversation naturally just drifted into this. And yeah. that's just magic. Um, Wonky Tonk, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, truly appreciate it. Uh, as we end here, I, I've been asking people lately, uh, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? The best. These are. I love these closing questions. This is good. The best advice. Was it figure your shit out? I was going to say that. Figure stuff out. Yeah, like a movie touch. <laughs> I think I mean that's some that's some good stuff. Yeah. I think I think the other part is is just like it is until it isn't. Hmm. And then I think that's just a way of putting in impermanence, you know, that we're always it's always changing. And so it is until it isn't. It's good until it's bad. It's bad until it's good. It's always going to come out another side. It's up to you if you want to be able to see it. So that part, same way, figure your shit out. I think figure your shit out. It is until it isn't shit. We, we're making a new song, and part of it is no flower ever said this shit is getting old. You know, mm. like flowers aren't like, fuck this, man. They're like, <laughs> all right, what other what other thing can we grow out of this junk? Right. <laughs> Yeah. But, but yeah, not to be anticlimactic in that, but I'm just going to say figure your shit out. That's not anticlimactic. I think that's yeah. that's perfect. I mean, it, it, the the it, it, the whole thing just flowed into this moment. So I I can appreciate that. And and thank you again for coming on here and sharing your art and sharing your beautiful spirit and Father Novice, thank you for being here too and I, I I hope that you know your time at the Purple Fiddle and all that good stuff is uh is oh oh hold on hold on you got a question for a guest I pulled a card over here for for the host oh oh are you wanted a, the are you talking about the psychic reading is that what you want is <laughs> is, is that what you talk about Father Novice we could do a psychic okay. <laughs> 
said yes. <laughs> yes, motherfucker. Moving Dutchman, another gifted sub, you son of a bitch. Thank you so much. I love you, brother. All right, we'll do we'll do a uh, a a um we'll do a whole thing, but I gotta I gotta I gotta find the stuff. Hold on, it's uh um give me a second. Um, let me see. There we go. We'll we'll do it like this. We'll we'll do it in the midst of. We'll do a sound bath. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. It's just going through scales. Okay. I wasn't prepared for this, but we will do this. Oh, hey, there it is. We're here now. Let me turn this shit down for a second. Okay. We are going to do a psychic reading <laughs> for our lovely guest today, Wonky Tonk. Wonky Tonk, do you have a question of the future? Go ahead and ask a question. <laughs> this is how it works. Uh, I don't make the rules. I just, I just follow them. Oh, boy. <sighs> the question. What do you want to know about your future? The future. Mm. How hard will it be to not eat sugar? Okay, let me... Let me focus on the future for you. How hard will it be to not eat sugar for walking tonk? Oh. Getting something here. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling it. Oh yeah, it's coming to me. Oh god, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, oh, oh. The answer is as easy as you make it. <laughs> that is your future. Thank you. That's it. That was. That was that's so. You're welcome.
Fresh.